Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? Anyway, I was thinking about this, man, this is even before internet, this is before VCRs, and I realized I am getting old. All these kids tell me I'm getting old, and, I, and I'm like, what? I'm getting old? I really am getting old. And they say the memory's the first thing to go, right? And, and I don't know what the second thing is, I can't remember what they said, but <laughs> memory is the first thing to go, and it's one of these things that you just, what was I talking about? <laughs> TV, to be continued, right? Okay, so to be continued is important. And it's important for our lesson today. It really is. And you're thinking, yeah, well, you said earlier you're going to finish your joke, so I'm going to try. But here's the thing, that to be continued, I remember as a kid when these episodes would happen at the key moment when we needed to know the next detail to be continued. And then you waited all week and you talked about it with your friends and it built anticipation. And you know, if you think about it, that's the way it is for you and me. The cross of Calvary was a great big to be continued. And there's more to come. And in the meantime, what do we do? We talk about how wonderful it's going to be. We write songs about it. If, you know, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when I stand in front of my Lord face to face. And the anticipation builds, and we really long and look forward to that day when our Lord comes to get us, when our Boaz, our kinsman redeemer, comes to get us. And last week we saw a picture of this to be continued for Ruth. In the story of Ruth, we saw how she was to sit still and wait for Boaz because Boaz... Know this, Naomi, she has anticipation. She wants this to happen. Ruth certainly wants this to happen. But consider this, Boaz also. It was a to be continued for Boaz. But Boaz is a picture and type of our kinsman redeemer. And he still had work to do. He still had work to do. And know this also, our Boaz. In the same way, our Lord longs for the day he can come and get us. But do you know he still has work to do? He still has work to do. Remember this, what he told all of us in John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would, I would have told you. He doesn't lie to us. He's telling us the truth. And then he says this, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. This is a beautiful picture of the rapture. Because remember, in his second coming, he comes back to the planet, sets up his kingdom on the planet. Here he's telling us he's preparing a place for us. It's been 2,000 years of preparation. Do you imagine how wonderful that place is? That place that he is going to take us to? How beautiful and wonderful, and this is a beautiful picture of the rapture, because he says, I'm going to come and receive you unto myself. We know in the rapture, we meet him in the clouds, and he takes us to that place for the honeymoon for seven years. 
It all lines up with the Jewish wedding ceremony. I won't go into that until Christmas Eve day. But here's the thing. He's working. He's preparing a place until that moment. And he longs for the day he can come and get us. Our Boaz, our kinsman redeemer. He longs for the day to come and get us. But also know this. Naomi, I told you, is a picture and type of the Jewish people. Our Lord has a heart and longs for the day for redemption for Israel. And we know in that day, in the tribulation, all Israel shall be saved. But remember Jesus' words just about Jerusalem in Matthew 23. Look at his heart here. Even though he's speaking of Jerusalem, he's speaking of all of Israel. Verses 37 through 39. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And this is after the triumphal entry. So this is pointing to future. When they look upon him and they realize it's the one they pierced. When they look upon him in the house of his friends. One day Israel shall also be redeemed. And so our Boaz, Jesus, is looking forward to the day when Jew and Gentile, the church in Israel, are purified, made new, and redeemed completely. Redemption, we are redeemed, but we are being redeemed. And we're going to see the fulfillment of that. And in the book of Ruth, we see a lot of this. And as I've stated, we see a lot of pictures and types throughout this book, and it's powerful. It's powerful, but we see more than anything, really, I told you this in the introduction, we see the heart of God. In the book of Ruth, in all four chapters, we see his heart. His heart is looking forward to redemption, not just for us, but also the entire family. Remember, we're grafted in. And he longs for the day when Jew and Gentile, when it's satisfied, when we are completely redeemed, when it's all made new. And it's beautiful. And so here in Ruth chapter 4, we know Ruth is waiting for Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, to work things out. And she's sitting still and waiting. Verse 1. I'll read through verse 5. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there. And behold, the close relative of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, come aside, friend, sit down here. So he came aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, sit down here. So they sat down. So he has a plan. Verse 3. Then he said to the close relative, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, sold the piece of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech. And I thought to inform you, saying, buy it back in the presence of the inhabitants and the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know. For there is no one but you to redeem it, and I am next after you. And he said, I will redeem it. So he quickly answers. Verse 5, then Boaz said, on that day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi. You must also buy it from, the, from Ruth the Moabitess the wife of the dead, to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. And so we see here in chapter 4, Boaz is doing exactly what he said he was going to do. He's working out, he's taking care of this matter. And he's doing it in a way, you know, uh, like I said, Ruth had this to be continued. So did Boaz. He had some things he had to do. He had to address this issue. Now remember, Boaz told Ruth there was a closer relative. There was a closer relative, one who was could be the kinsman redeemer, if he was willing and able. If he was willing and able, there was another. And so most likely Elimelech, um, this is probably Elimelech's, it could be Elimelech's brother. Um, It could also be his uncle or his cousin. That sounds like a bad joke in and of itself, right? Um, But here's the thing, we don't know for sure. 
But we know that Boaz and this man are most likely cousins. But he had to go through this process of redemption. He had to take it to the closest relative that the closest relative would have the chance to redeem. But then we know um, he had sent Ruth on her way and Naomi, and he told them he was going to work this out. He wouldn't rest until it was done. And now here in chapter 4, Boaz is working it out. He's attempting to resolve the matter. He goes to the gates of the city. Now, the gates of the city were where legal matters were were uh, taken care of in Israel. In ancient Israel, F.B. Huey wrote this, the city gate was a kind of outdoor court, the place where judicial matters were resolved by the elders and those who had earned the confidence and respect of the people, a place for business and as a kind of a forum and public meeting place. And so this is where Boaz goes. He goes because he's going to take care of this legally and properly under the law. He's going to do this, and we see here in verse 2 that 10 men, 10 elders were present. And this is interesting because, just so you know, this is the same number that in modern Israel today, to establish a synagogue, they must have 10 men, 10 elders, righteous men, 10 righteous men. And understand, 10 is the number of God's law. We know the Ten Commandments. There are 10. But 10 is often used in Israel for governmental proceedings and for legal issues under the law. And so we know a quorum of 10 was always needed. But if you've ever wondered, or maybe you haven't, but I'm going to tell you anyway... Where they get this number 10 from, it's from a very famous chapter. Again, swipe your phones over, if you would, to Genesis chapter 18. I want to show you where this number 10 comes from. It's important for our context, I believe. In Genesis chapter 18, we see this powerful chapter where Abraham, he is contending for his nephew, Lot. Because God comes to Abraham and reveals to him that destruction is coming to Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is another lesson. God always reveals to his prophets, to his people, when destruction is coming. And that's very relevant for our day, just so you know. And so here's the thing. For those who want to deny that the Lord is coming for his people and that destruction is coming upon the planet, that's fine, but I know what his word says. It's been revealed through his word and in the hearts of people who love him. And so just know that. We'll look at that again in a couple weeks. But in Genesis chapter 18, we see Abraham goes and he contends with the Lord. The Lord is telling him this, and Abraham has no problem interceding for his nephew. In verse 24 through 25, we read this. Suppose there were 50. This is a very famous passage where Abraham is trying to negotiate with God. Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Now, when you first read that, you're like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'm careful not to talk to God that way, but when you have an intimate relationship with the Lord, I think the heart of Abraham is known here to God. And so the, we know the Lord famously answered in verse 26. He said, so the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. But then famously, Abraham begins to negotiate. Well, what about 45? How about 40? You know, he goes, he goes down this list and he gets to 20 and, and the Lord says, okay, if there are 20 righteous, I won't destroy it. But Abraham takes it one more step. He's thinking, surely 10. There'll be 10 righteous. And in verse 32 and 33, we read this. Then he said, This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.